Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor, Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. Head over there for all your wrestling news, exclusives, podcasts, photos, videos. You know the drill. Lots of stuff up there. We have Raw post shows, pay-per-view post shows, SmackDown post shows, as well as that Wednesday list and your boy podcast with myself and Fightful.com founder, Jimmy Van. It is worth checking out. We have shoot interviews, all that stuff. We also have MMA, boxing news, Triple G and Canelo was this weekend. A good time fight for uh, UFC Moscow, rather. We are getting closer to McGregor and Habib Nurmagomedov. A huge day for Fightful, a huge day for wrestling and combat sports. Don't forget, we also have our premium service, FightfulSelect.com. If you want reviews of Impact, Lucha Underground, Ring of Honor, Being the Elite, I have the Weekender podcast where we do that every week. I give you some exclusive news. I give you an injury report. Also, Warren Hayes has the 205 Live NXT May Young Classic review over on FightfulSelect.com that will be free this week, immediately after those three air as a free preview. We have a ton more. Just go over, peek at FightfulSelect.com while you're taking in this podcast. There might be something there you like, and you can get started as low as $5. I also have a lot of early access stuff up there, like uh, my Making a Finisher series that saw the Raven Evenflow DDT. And uh, Raven Effect DDT covered this week. I am joined by Alex Palowski. Alex joined me on last night's Hell in a Cell post show with Jeff Hawkins. Alex, we are living in a world where people are trying to explain to us, no, 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 you're being ridiculous for thinking Hell in a Cell should have an ending. We are not being ridiculous. No. no, They are being ridiculous. I looked up the stats. I think there have been 40 of those matches. One ended in a no contest. Do you know why it ended in a no contest? No, tell me. Because the cage ceased to exist, Alex. (laughs) It rose from the ground, and it was no longer a Hell in a Cell match. Well, that would explain it. I'll go ahead and hit Alex with the X, which is our signal that his internet is trash. But we've got WWE Raw to talk about tonight for 
April 17th. Some newsworthy stuff. I have news up on Matt Hardy and the Red Cell, all that stuff, those videos. So make sure you all check that out as well. Leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe if you all don't mind. That stuff really helps us out. And most importantly, just visit stories at Fightful.com. Let's go ahead and get into this episode of Raw. Roman Reigns comes out, and he is very unhappy about last night. Says that he's still Universal Champion, and if Brock Lesnar wants his rematch, he can get it right now. Braun Strowman comes out and said, and says that Reigns is lucky things happened the way they were, because otherwise he would have walked out as champion. And that Braun or that Brock Lesnar keeps screwing him over, and he wants his hands on Brock. Says that after he's finished with Brock, then he'll get to Reigns. I think he would have been pretty well served to say. And you know I'm never finished with you, Roman. Missed opportunity, Alex. Uh, I thought so as well. This this all was ridiculous, as we'll find out, that all of that ridiculous schmoz stuff at the end was all to build to a show they probably shouldn't be doing. Jimmy Van has informed me that I said it was April 17th. Uh, my apologies that you all are living in the past and I am living in the future I guess wherever you guys are, it's probably September 17th. Or at least that's the edition of Raw we're covering. I'll say that. Baron Corbin comes out and says that Reigns will defend his title in like a month and a half, Alex. Yeah. What do you take from that? Like, Well, first they announced that the Saudi Arabia show was happening. WWE Crown Jewel on November 2nd. Yep. Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns for the title. What do you make of this? Uh, political stuff aside. Um, uh, oh, it's, 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 uh, it's weird. Um, there are seven no, weeks away. Seven weeks away. Uh, we have the thing in Melbourne, Australia, which will be shown for most Americans live at butt in the morning. <laughs> So they won't that that won't be a, a you know probably won't be a, streaming heavily in America um, live on the on the network um, and that's you know in I guess in two weeks and then they have uh, WWE Evolution uh, which is in America um, and that uh, seems to be slightly more of a sorry we didn't let you come to the last gig in Saudi Arabia. And oh, by the way, we're going again, no matter what school buses they drop bombs on. Um, but and this time you can't come either. So here, girls, here's something for you to do. And then like a week later, they're going back to Saudi Arabia. It all feels very cheap and not nearly as like, hey, isn't this an amazing thing we're doing? But more like we kind of have to do this now because because yeah. we're being forced to. Uh, and it doesn't feel good. None of it feels good. WWE uh, but, Sausage Fest Showdown. Yeah, two. Sausage two. Fest Showdown, two. Two. Yeah. And I, I had weirdos when I said something about that say, penis druids at all in. And I'm like, no. piss off, mate. There, yeah. A woman was in the over-budget battle royal. There was a women's match. Yeah. Brandy Rhodes was on the show. Penelope had a big part in the Joey Janela match. They're not the same. And then... Somebody was like, I had people say, oh, you'll see the people compare in New Japan. Well, that is a little bit comparable. They cut out women's 
matches from things that are broadcast on their network. So that's a little more comparable. And I'm not buying the whole thing where people are like, oh, they have their own promotion there. I don't care. I don't care. It's still stuck in it. It's still stuck behind the times. And Saudi Arabia is still stuck behind the times, not just stuck behind the times, actively trying to stay behind the times. I can't imagine that I'm going to be able to bring myself to watch this show, the Saudi Arabia one too, just because like, like the last time when they were just doing all of these like promos about how progressive the new King is and all this stuff. And like, Oh, women can drive now, except for that one woman who you arrested for being a women's rights activist and who you want to execute via sword beheading. So yeah, we, we should definitely go to this progressive country and 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 broadcast a show from there live. We should definitely do that, right? Right, WWE? Isn't that a good thing to do? Whatever. Well, Strowman says that everything sucks. And of it course, does. of course they made him throw in, and all these people in this arena suck too. It was it was he was doing so good before that. Although he did need to add, and the writing staff sucks. Because this is really stupid, this promo. Yeah. Paul Heyman comes out with the door of the cell. He says that Lesnar's just trying to make himself more valuable to the UFC. He's then chased off by Braun. Okay. Baron Corbin says that Reigns is beat up and a little hurt, so he's going to defend his title tonight against him. Yep. You know, I haven't seen the heel authority figure thing really in about a year and a half. So tonight I thought it was okay. I don't want this every week. I don't need this every week. No, uh, I I thought they were actually going to make good on it. By the end of the night, for a for a second there, I was like, "Oh my god, what a what an interesting way of figuring out to a way to move this forward where we're not just in a holding pattern for seven weeks." Because I because I really feel like that's the danger with this. We'll talk about it when we get to the main event. But I thought for a second, oh, they actually might be having good use of this trope. It's like they never have good use of anything. So Yeah. Let's talk about the show or the match that kicked off the show, Drew McIntyre and Dean Ambrose, which has me reconsidering my option to institute a junior heavyweight sirloin beef sons of bitches division. I I was opposed to it. I'm considering changing it because this was a good one. McIntyre slings Ambrose into the barricade as we go to commercial. I really thought this would be worthy of a pay-per-view match on its own, but Given the schedule and the trajectory of things, it makes sense to do it on Raw. Ambrose hits a couple of mean clothesline, locks on a Texas Cloverleaf. Alex, I like this. He needs a go-to submission. Yes, uh, I, I think that's good. I think it's a good thing for him to have. The Cloverleaf was fine. Um, I think uh, Sheamus uses it from time to time, but it's not like one of his things he does in every match. So, um, And he's on the other show. Uh, and as they've uh, trained us to think, uh, things that happen on one show should not be thought of when you're watching the other show. Um, so it's fine. Ambrose can do this. Um, call it call it the lunatic leg lock or something ridiculous like that that Michael Cole will call it next time he uses it. Um, but yeah, I liked him using it, and I really enjoyed this match. I think these two guys work really well together. Yeah, it was really good. Drew hit his sit-up belly-to-belly superplex out of the corner, and Ambrose misses a double axe handle to the outside and almost gets counted out. As soon as he slides back in, though, he eats a Claymore and Drew wins. I loved this finish. Uh, I do my match ratings, which go up tomorrow morning, and it got a 5.75, which is 
an above average TV match. It would have been a lot more, but these guys only got 10, 11 minutes and we only got to see like five or six of it. Right. I want these two guys in a street fight on pay-per-view. I love this finish though, Alex. It was, it was something you don't see all the time. Usually that's, that's kind of the breather to set up the last stretch of the match, but instead they went right to the finish. And I like that. Um, I think it, it, it shows uh, some character building for both guys. Like you were, you, you kind of have forgotten the whole lunatic crap that they used to do with Dean because that was all they used to do with Dean. And now it's not all about that, but that part of his personality still exists and him doing um, an off the top rope maneuver to the outside which is which is ducked by Drew because he's a ring veteran. He knows what he's doing, and that's what winds up costing uh, Dean his own impetuousness. I like that, and I also like that it shows off that Drew McIntyre isn't a rookie in there. He knows what to do, and he's smart and capitalizes on Dean's mistake. If Dean hadn't done that, if he hadn't been like you know this crazy guy, maybe he would have won the match. But that's kind of why we like Dean because he's unpredictable. So. There's a lot of give and take in this finish, and it, it I mean, it makes me want to see part two between these guys. Yeah, me too. I, I really like this, and like I said, this was kind of a pay-per-view match. These two guys are so excited to beat the shit out of each other all the time. I really, really like that. Baron Corbin sees McIntyre and Ziggler backstage, and he encourages Ziggler, who is dressed like pretty much not in a suit, but has a suit jacket on, encourages Ziggler to challenge Rollins to his rematch clause. He says that... Uh, Rollins fell off hell in a cell and is in worse shape than Ziggler, even though Ziggler's like, I can't compete, man. And Corbin says that Rollins is in no shape to compete and probably isn't even there. And if Rollins can't compete, they'll strip him of the title. So that's all Goldberg had to do to get the title back is to show up there on an off night for Lesnar. That's all Owens had to do to get the title back from Goldberg. Or has this rule been amended? <laughs> yeah. Wild, man. Wild. Chad Gable defeated Victor. This is a match that I'm sure a lot of people didn't know that they wanted, but they had some really, really good work here. Gable lands a beautiful bridging double underhook suplex. Victor with the European uppercut off of a distraction from Connor. Uh, Victor gets suplexed overhead a bunch, and then Gable hits a cannonball off the apron, and then Chaos Theory wins it. Alex, Rude tried to help, but Gable didn't need it. No, he didn't. Uh, this is an interesting storyline. I'm not sure where it's going still, um, but I'm I'm content to watch it in the mid-card of Raw, which is more than I could say for a lot of stuff they've tried to put in the mid-card of Raw. Connor pushes them into each other and pouts after the match. I'm interested in this. Gable and Rude, not Connor. No. I'm not interested in, at all in that because I know it's not going anywhere. Up next, The Undertaker comes out. Sounds like a politician answering an attack ad. And let me tell you, I've got Amy McGrath and Andy Barr ads running nonstop. And that's what I'm seeing. So to hear Undertaker come out and do this, I'm like, ah, more of this. He got my vote already. Uh, yeah, I always thought Taker was going to hang it up after 25 years in WWE, but I think this is purely speculation. I think he'll wait until like 30, the 30 year mark since he's so close to that. WrestleMania 2021, I think maybe he'll do it. But the bottom line is 
He says he'll have Kane in his quarter at Super Showdown when he faces Triple H. That's fine. It's another name to add to the marquee. Uh, WWE Demon Diva on Twitter had a great video. You all should check it out. Like, what do you think, Alex? She she pointed out, what's Kane's default outgoing email during this trip? <laughs> she, I, I don't know. I, I I love the whole deal of him being the mayor. And I, I I hope something some crisis doesn't come up in Knox County. He has yeah, to deal with. That's what you she know, pointed he, out. She was like, "I'm out of the country helping my brother, whose parents I killed." Well, let me get back to you. That's come on now. But the Undertaker digging holes and taking souls. Yeah, yeah. He's he's doing those things. Um, Notice that Michael Cole said it backwards all night. He said, taking souls and digging holes. It doesn't work like that. Matt Riddle helped make that iconic. You can't do that. It's true. Well, if you've taken the soul already, but you don't have the hole. Well, you- well let, me, let me tell you, Alex. Maybe you want to do it in reverse. Maybe you want to dig some holes or dig some souls and take some holes. And if you do, our buddies at Blue Chew will get you there. BlueChew.com, code Fightful. Dig all the souls and take all the holes you can get, and you'll be ready and prepared for it when you go to BlueChew.com. That's B-L-U-E, blue like the color blue. It brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Maybe you're going for a decade of destruction. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. You can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. It's prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visit. No waiting at the pharmacy. No more awkwardness. They are made in the USA. And since the Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Put them down for the three count, my friend. BlueChew.com. And you know what, Alex? What's that? If you use that code Fightful, you get your first shipment free. That's a great deal. Undertaker ain't working for free. No. BlueChew is, though. Just pay $5 shipping. Don't let anybody call your gimmick the dead man. Let them know you're alive. Just remember, guys, Undertaker appearing at Super Showdown, which they are calling the Explosion Down Under. And let me tell you, <laughs> BlueChew.com, code Fightful, will get you a an explosion down under. <clears throat> what did you think of this segment? The the Undertaker, not BlueChew. Uh, I don't... Mm, it, they, they keep saying, oh, a rare appearance on... On Raw by The Undertaker. This is like the second one in three weeks. Like, I understand they're building to something, but it doesn't, it feels like he's just there to wear the coat and the hat and the gloves, which apparently he got from Orlando at some point. You know, we, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, most of this, most of this for me is, is the whole like, and my brother Kane will be there. And I, I just, I, I can't stop thinking about how, you know, hi, uh, uh, Taker. Yeah, it's Kane. Listen, I'd love to, you know, you know, I would, I'd be there for you, but listen, 
the school bus drivers are going on strike. They got me over a barrel. There's this rabid raccoon in the park. He's attacking <laughs> kids. And of course, you know, the kids would be in school, but like I said, the school bus drivers are on strike. So I would, but this is just a really bad week for me, man. Next time, I promise. Say hi to dad for me. Quick plugs, Fightful Select Tier 2 members. You get early access to articles, interviews, stuff like that. My Christopher Daniels interview is up there now. Uh, several Making a Finishers are going up there this week. Uh, Jason Kincaid's upcoming article up there. I've got columns on Bullet Club and WrestleMania part-timers. We also have the weekly Stupid People Extended. Check it out. Also, uh, an article about Dom Reyes. We have some stuff on the MMA side as well. Up next... Bailey defeated Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke has improved big time in the ring from an offensive perspective at the very least, and she was on offense most of this match. Her knees to Bailey in particular looked very, very good. But the story of this match, I think, was Renee Young just ethering Titus worldwide. What's her grudge, Alex? Alex's. Alex's internet is trash. We're just going to, we're about to boot Palowski. We're about to give Palowski the A-train boot out of this show. Either way, Bailey brings out children with her as a part of the Connors Cure Initiative. Uh, Dana Brooke, like I said, man, for somebody who's been in the ring for, for on the main roster for like, what, two and a half years now, she needed to make that improvement. And it's taken a while, but she's there. She's at the point now at least where she can do a five-minute TV match and she's perfectly fine, and I like that because a couple years ago, she wasn't at that point. She wasn't necessarily where she needed to be there. But now she is, and I enjoy watching her work, or at least I have the last couple times I've seen her out there. Bailey gets the win with the Bailey to belly anyway. This really would have been rated higher on my match ratings, but it was so short that really you couldn't get a lot in there. But I thought the most interesting thing was Renee Young. She straight up said, no more Titus Worldwide for Dana Brooke, as we are rejoined by Alex. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, um, I, I don't know what, what Renee's problem with Titus Worldwide is. Uh, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see them delve into that problem. Uh, I believe it was you who said on Twitter that Dana Brooke looks much improved over the past yeah. And it's true. She has. I don't, maybe she's been training with people on the on the side that we haven't seen because a lot of times she's not on TV in the past uh, year and a half. So that's good. Good for her. Um, I, I'm just glad to see Bailey in the ring again for the yeah. first time in forever. Lots of people left off these pay-per-views. So that was fine. Short match. I'd like to see Dana Brooke in some longer stuff. That way I can kind of see what she has from that degree. AOP defeated some jobber skis. Backstage looking like they're in the sequel of Tropic Thunder. They throw a stagehand up against the wall. In the ring, there's a huge Uranagi and a Vader bomb. Death Valley driver in the corner, which looked particularly awesome as the guy bounces out back into the ring. Super Collider wins. That is a wrap. You know what you're getting here, Alex. Yeah, um, I, I did find it particularly egregious. The WWE Twitter account tweeted out the um, the the AOP looks looks ready to dominate they were ready to dominate when you called them up you just forgot how to use them and remembering they're on they're on your roster for the first time in 6 months 
You don't get brownie points for that. So, like, yes, they're ready to dominate. They were ready to dominate when they were in NXT. So I'm glad they're dominating. Now can we actually put them in the ring against real people? That's what I would like to see. Yeah, it's time. It's time. Also, at some point, the Revival got to show back up. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that, that wasn't that bad of a backstage beatdown. The, the Revival are not the kind of guys that will just let something like what happened between Ziggler and McIntyre go. But they do seem like the kind that would bide their time. Yes. So that, that if they turn that into a story, I can get behind that. But if they're the ones getting beaten by AOP in a couple of weeks, I'll be like, ah, okay, maybe no. that was all stupid then. Listen, there's a there's a great uh, p- a potential for the revival as underdog scrappy tweeners who like who are really good at tag team wrestling, but are not nearly the performers that Drew and Dolph are, so they have to be smart about it. I'd root for those guys. That, that'd be fun, and those guys could absolutely play that part. Guys, up on FightfulWrestling.com, I have exclusives on Shane Helms at the Performance Center. I have an exclusive from Tanner Saracino, MMA fighter who was on Tough Enough 2015, talking about partying with Chris Jericho. And I have an exclusive on the signs being taken away, the Becky Lynch or the anti-Charlotte Flair signs, rather. Check it out, FightfulWrestling.com. Intercontinental Championship match, Seth Rollins defeated Dolph Ziggler. So that rematch is out the window. Uh, Corbin gives Ziggler a pep talk backstage. Rollins shows up, says he's not forfeiting his title. Early in the match, he gets knocked off the apron ahead of the commercial. And we come back to Ziggler doing his do something deal, which he's got a shit can that Alex. That's so stupid. I don't like that. Um, I didn't like that, but I did like the match. I liked they were both playing off their uh, hellacious bump from halfway up the cell that neither man should have taken because it was stupid and pointless. So Ziggler misses a super kick, is able to kick out of the ripcord knee. We get the superplex Falcon Arrow, and then Ziggler tries to use the tights on a roll-up, but he gets curb stomped and won. This wasn't very long compared to most of the other matches, but Alex, I'll say this. It made sense because both guys were beat to shit. Yeah, I, I, I really like that they used that. I love that that um, Rollins was selling the back even before he shot the half and got the pin. Like, I, I liked I liked that a lot. Um, it, it even had me convinced possibly that Dolph might kick out because it took him so long for, for that, uh, for that cover. Um, so I, I like, I like that there's doubt there. Um, uh, I think these guys work well together. I'm glad we've gotten out of this rematch clause that like, seriously, you can't, you can't put it WWE might've said Dolph Ziggler. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to put in my rematch clause for sure. Crown jewel. And we'll just like, he could have done that. And whatever you would see, nothing wrong with having him, you know, have wait seven weeks for his rematch. Although in, it's been in storyline, he literally can't do that <laughs> because Kurt Angle said yeah, you may yeah. never get your rematch, Brock. I know. I was told WWE was actually very surprised that Brock was willing to extend his deal and work more dates, but he's doing it because originally, up until a couple months ago, it was just SummerSlam. And really, up until SummerSlam, they were thinking he was just going to dip out after SummerSlam. But uh, he's in it, so that that's good for them. That uh, that that Saudi money buys a lot of Jimmy John it sandwiches. Sure does. It changes their mind. And you know, they got three really giant paydays off of Raw, SmackDown, and the Saudi Arabia deal. I don't know what they're getting for the Australia show. Nowhere near Saudi money, but 
Hey, thanks to Alex Anderson. He's actually a champion level subscriber on FightfulSelect.com. He gets to pick like podcast topics and gets to be on podcasts, uh, pick topics for alternate commentary. Lots of cool stuff there. Check it out. But thank you to him for the donation. Open challenge backstage, Ronda Rousey. I love that she did this. She's like, how do I do the the open challenge gimmick? And I love what Natalia said. She's like, oh, the guys just do it. Yeah. They just go out there and do it. They don't ask. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Rhonda was on one of the shows where Seth did it. So <laughs> maybe she wasn't paying attention or. Well, um, I, maybe she didn't know the channels she had to go through. I see. Especially with old Dickweed Corbin, you know. That's true. Um, this This is just. I'm sorry. Anything that the Bella Twins are in is backstage is just painful because they're just the worst actors. Um, and I, I did love, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll get to that eventually, um, but it's nice that they finally bothered setting up this uh, tri- this six-woman tag match um, uh, at the Thunder Down Under that they started advertising a month ago when it didn't make any sense. Now, after tonight, it finally makes sense. Yeah. So Rousey comes out, congratulates Alexa Bliss on giving her such a great fight, and wants to be a great champion like Bret Hart. Cheer, Alex. Yeah. Yay! Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yay! Ric Flair. Yay! There you go. And makes her open challenge, and she says, if anybody has the gumption, come on out. And I'm like, that's Vince. That's Vince. I, I I so wanted her to continue with lesser and lesser people to get cheered. Like I'm, it's like Ric Flair, woo, just like Diesel. We guess so, yay! Stan Stasiak. I just I just insert your favorite wrestler here, yay! Man. Natalia's music hits to accept the open challenge, but it's actually the Riot Squad dragging her out. Ruby wants the title match, and I was pumped for it. Yeah, that would have been great had they done that. <laughs> I was excited. Ronda throws them around until Ruby hits an awesome spear, Alex. Such a great spear. one of uh, Better than 85% of Romans and every single one of them. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We're seeing Charlotte do. Yeah. Yeah, and all these people, like, I see all these people that do the flip with the spear. No, man. No, 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 that's no, no, not no, how no. you make it work. How often no. do you see an NFL player <laughs> do a somersault? No. And some of these people are NFL, former NFL players that are doing it. Yeah. Uh, 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 somebody was like, uh, saw the the gif I retweeted and said that actually looks better than most of the hits I'm watching. I'm on that football right now, and I said, well, to be fair, that yeah. hit that Ruby Riot hit was it's probably illegal under the yeah. NFL's new rules. So, Bella Twins make the save. I'm wondering if Brie Bella hired Barry Bloom to get her on both of these shows. Like yeah. she has some sort of contract. She sure does. And I, I don't want to target the person because i like the person who tweeted this but you know some people weren't as happy with the bella twins and they said well this person said who i like said they do sacrifice their bodies to entertain us and deserve respect and i'm like whoa 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 whoa! it's pro wrestling it's not the front line right like they're not going to war or anything they they choose to do this and usually after 10 years whether it's on and off or not you get pretty good at it nikki bella has Bella has not. So, I mean, it's okay if people see her on TV and they go, ah, oh, man. Yeah. It's okay. So, that, there you go with that. You got that six-person tag being set up. Elias versus Bobby Lashley. Elias is still over, as directionless as he may be. Leo Rush comes out, and I loved Elias's line of, hey, whose kid is this? <laughs> That's so good. It's so good. Everything. Um, Leo Rush comes out t- tonight on Raw, and the entire Raw crowd is like, who the hell is that? And by the time he left that arena, the entire crowd was like, who the hell was that? And where can I see more of him? This guy's a star. So uh, we're going to spend a lot of time on Leo Rush, but let's go through the match. Uh, he is on commentary. Lashley lands a power slam, and Elias catches Lashley off the top with a knee. That was a very good spot. That was a great spot. So Corey Graves is talking to Leo Rush. This is my my one rag on Leo Rush. He, he says, Corey Graves goes, it's easy to call Owens a coward with Lashley standing in front of you. And Leo goes, are you really asking me that question? And I'm like, that wasn't a question at all, actually. <laughs> but Owens' music hits, and Rush – Jumps on the the table, dives out of the way, pushes a chair towards him, leapfrogs Elias, backflips off the apron, dodges out, and then when Owens catches him, Lashley saves him from the powerbomb. I am going to love this duo. This would be great. I I have so much optimism for this. I'm excited to see Bobby Lashley every week now. Oh, this this was instantly the the best thing on raw tonight by a mile and it is the reason i will be excited to watch raw for the near future they've trashed whatever they had that was going good with braun Strowman. now it's kind of a slog i like drew and dolph but that feels into this whole thing of like let's keep roman strong and his buddies strong and all that kind of crap the main event scene i'm kind of done with especially now with brock involved this Somewhere in the middle hour of Raw every week, I'm going to get to see Leo Rush come out and trash talk somebody and Bobby Lashley save his butt. That's going to be great. 
Why are these guys not an actual tag team? Like, oh, hopefully Drew, they will be. Drew and Dolph versus Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley. I would watch that ten out of ten times. That would be so good. Also, I know they have like this. There again, this thing they were advertising a month ago now makes sense. KO and Elias versus Bobby Lashley and John Cena because he's got to be on the card. Why? Uh, listen. John, it's cool. I'm glad you dropped like 20 pounds and you're growing out your hair. We all deal with a breakup in different ways. I'm glad you're okay, man. But I want to see Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley versus Elias and KO way more than I want to see John Cena do whatever that crazy like seventh move of doom thing was that he did in Shanghai where he just punched Elias in the ear. Yeah, I could deal with a 20-second Cena squash match just as well. You know what I mean? Have him face gender and let it be done in like two minutes. Exactly. There we go. That's perfect. I, I, I want to. I want to see Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley tag team and just they're so great together. Like, but Leo Rush is basically Spider Man if you took the suit off. Yeah. He's well, so good. Let's talk about him. I I had been saying for a long time. I see him as the WWE's next Rey Mysterio, and the psychotic thing is. Rey Mysterio had already been in WCW like two years by the point that Leo rushes and Leo rushes 23. Yeah. I've never seen somebody do the things athletically that Leo rush could do. And it took me seeing him in person at uh, last year. Uh, it was a year ago, actually the NXT tapings at full sale, right after the hurricane. I saw him dodge a Velveteen dream clothesline by falling on his back and doing a kip up immediately. It was unbelievable. He is something very, very special. And he's lucky that he got over the hiccup that kind of sidelined him for a while, the disrespectful tweet towards Emma. But by all accounts, he had kind of grown from that. And he had had some issues on the independent circuit, from what I understand about his attitude. But, hey, if he learned from it, good. I'm glad because you see this. And it was that contrast that made me think he needed to be on the main roster instead of just 205 Live because everybody on 205 Live is a little bit is different enough from the main roster but there are a lot of a lot of the guys I look at and I'm like you know what Seth Rollins could probably do that at least once he could probably bust that out there are things that Leo Rush can do Seth Rollins couldn't dream of doing nope. and that's the problem with the X division as Shane Helms would always t- tell me on that on the podcast we did a lot of people work that style you didn't see Batista doing suicide dives and dives over the top rope. Roman Reigns teases them in the main event against Baron Corbin tonight, and we're like, oh, is he about to do this Yeah, type of thing? So the styles have changed so much, but I'm really, really excited to see Leo Rush. Yeah, uh, and for those people out there who don't watch 205 Live, don't know who this guy is, but we're really intrigued by what he was doing tonight, um, uh, it's taping tomorrow, but running on Wednesday. He's got a match lined up. Uh, this is very fortuitous for them because I guarantee you people are out there wanting to see more of him after what he did tonight. Uh, he's facing Noam Dar um, uh, on 205 Live this week. Uh, promises to be very entertaining match. Um, yeah, it's the, begin- the, the beginning of a few between them, so that should be fun. Uh, he's electrifying in the ring when you get to see his full abilities. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. He has he he could be something very special, and I think that Lashley needs him. And uh, putting him with Lashley was the right move. One hundred percent. 
Ember Moon comes out. She's facing Alicia Fox and Mickey James with Alexa Bliss. And we get a returning Nia Jax. Ember Moon dominates Alicia Fox and Mickey James and hits a suicide dive. We gets knocked off the top rope. There's this real weird spot in the middle of the match, Alex, where Ember does not kick out of a pin attempt, and the ref just stops counting. Yeah, I, I, it was one of those things where I, I, I had to double take. I was like, did I just see that? And then they didn't really go back to it, so it felt, it felt odd. Um, I don't know. I don't know what that was. Um, I, I'm, it appears everybody was okay, and it wasn't like a weird. You know, you always wonder if somebody like knocked Loopy or something when something like that happens. I'm glad everyone seemed to be able to okay, okay enough to finish the match. So Naya gets a great pop on the hot tag. That was such a weird spot, though, that pin. And it a lot of this match wasn't great. But Alicia right. Fox sells for Naya, who gets a good pop. That run-into-people-awkwardly spot has yeah. to go. Yeah, That's I don't like it Eclipse on Mickey Samoa and drop on Alicia Fox. This was not a good match, but it did what it was supposed to do. It reintroduced Nia Jax. Yeah, and um, listen, if they ever get around to introducing those damn tag belts, um, Nia Jax and Ember is a team I would watch. Like that would be a team that you could you could easily sell me on keeping Nia and Ember out of the main event of the Raw Women's Division if you had them going for the tag belts. Uh, if the tag belts are ever going to be a thing, I honestly thought they were waiting until post uh, Hell in a Cell to like introduce them, because then you could have a build of a tournament toward Evolution in six weeks. But I don't know. Maybe they're never going to introduce them. Main event time. There's this lame backstage segment, Alex, where Corbin is implying to the ref that he should pro- should provide preferential treatment. This. Uh, Corbin has improved in so many areas, but this was not one of them. This was him like, say, I'm the acting general manager. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, what what I honestly would have been interesting to me is if it had been somebody who is like an NXT ref or something, uh, and then he does call it down the middle, and Baron Corbin fires him, and we never see that guy on Raw again. I think that might be interesting. You know, like it would be an interesting way of like him actually exerting his, his power uh, so it's not just an empty threat. But uh, this was not nearly as cringeworthy as the Roman Reigns interview segment where Charlie Caruso calls him the underdog in a match with Baron Corbin simply because he was in a Hell in a Cell match, which didn't really involve the cell, during which he took a nap for 10 minutes. Um, Roman Reigns is never the underdog. Stop trying to sell me as him being the underdog. That was just painful. Corbin goes for a lot of quick pins early in this match, but falls victim to a drive-by. Reigns posts himself, walks into the boss man clothesline for two. We get a commercial at about 10.54 Eastern. Corbin gets a two-count following the chokeslam backbreaker and his signature crossface half Nelson. Reigns clotheslines and boots. Then Corbin runs away over and over again from the Superman punch. So Reigns does it outside. Corbin runs away from the spear, but then throws a chair in Reigns' face, which is a DQ, Alex. But Corbin makes it a no-DQ match. Yes. Appropriately. Braun Strowman comes out, and Corbin attacks Reigns from behind. Strowman attacks Reigns, but 
Strowman even gets posted in matches that he's not in now, Alex. Oh my God, that spot is just, it's so overdone. So overdone. He does, like, I've never seen Strowman hit a running shoulder to the gut. Like, if you do that move, then you can, that move can be countered into being posted into your shoulder. But if you don't do the move that they're countering, why are, ah, it's so, it's so, I hate it. I hate that. I hate that spot. Over and over. Corbin came back, hit a huge deep six. <laughs> For two. The dogs of war are out to help Strowman. How will the underdog do it, Alex? Uh, that was a big problem because these guys had the balls. These guys had the balls to sit there and fucking tell me yeah. live yeah. on air. Yeah. USA Network. Say yeah. Yeah. In the year of our hogfather, 2018. Yeah. And they had the gumption yep. to tell me that Roman Reigns was a fucking underdog. Yeah. Yep. To Constable, oops, sorry, acting general manager Baron Corbin. Yep. The nerve. How dare you, WWE? The, t- the temerity, I say. The unmitigated gall, sir. Ah, oh, I hate when they do that. Um, here's the thing. As soon as Corbin said this is a new D- no DQ match, that's when I wanted to hear Raw! Because that gives Braun the perfect opportunity. Earlier in the night, he says to Baron Corbin, I hope you do win because I know I can kill you because you suck. That's great. That's the Baron Corbin. I, that Baron Corbin that's the Braun Strowman. I love this guy who's this tweener who doesn't care about anybody. That's great. Um, so as soon as the opportunity arises, he should be out there beating down Roman, throwing Baron's cor- corpse on top of him to get the pin. But it took forever for him to get down there. Th- this would have been a perfect opportunity. For them to at least shake up the raw main event scene during the intervening seven weeks leading up to, um, you know, crown jewel in Saudi Arabia is to is to put the title on Corbin. And now Corbin doesn't want to have any piece of brawn. But what's a, what a great way to get around that is to have Stephanie McMahon show up and book Baron Corbin in a match with Braun Strowman. And then all of a sudden now you've got Braun as the title holder. But he never pinned Baron. He never pinned Roman to get it, so you can still have that little gray area there. Instead, nope. We're just gonna keep everything the way it is, and just coast for the next seven weeks through football season. That'll be fun. Sad man. It's sad. Superman punch on Strowman. The shield is out. Reigns gets caught with a punch. Hits a spear for the win. This was a mess. It did not need to be all this. Roman Reigns should have beaten Baron Corbin clean as a goddamn sheet. Yep. And then, then like, something happened, and then Reigns beat him again. Reigns should have beaten Corbin, like, six times in the amount of time this match lasted. Yeah. Reigns is better than this. And trying to tell us that he's not better than this is almost as insulting. And that's the thing. It's like they almost want to convince us that Reigns isn't as good in the ring as he is. 
Listen. He's such an underdog. No, the guy's really good, actually. Yeah, he is. He is really good. And that's the problem. problem is that they, I, I, I'm convinced they're like, well, the reason that you guys all of a sudden fell in love with Daniel Bryan five years ago is because he was this big underdog. So, fine, we'll give you an underdog. His name is Roman Reigns. Don't you want to root for that guy, too? Uh, no, because Daniel Bryan is an underdog, and this man is a statuesque, uh, you know, Greek god, and can beat people easily. You've shown us that many times. So now trying to make him like because of you know the title he's holding. Oh, what an underdog! How how will the big dog ever survive? It's 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 insulting. That was WWE Raw. Some more headlines this week. Concussion lawsuit against WWE has been dismissed. That story on FightfulWrestling.com. WWE has announced tryouts in Chile. Will Ospreay will challenge Jay Lethal for the ROH World title at Death Before Dishonor. We do have full coverage of that. Marco Stunt, who has just burst onto the scene. I don't know. Have you seen any of him, Alex? I've seen I've seen uh, clips, highlights. He is yeah. fantastic. He is going to debut for MLW. They're doing some really good things. We now cover MLW Fusion on the website. Hoping eventually I can add that to my weekender slate on FightfulSelect.com. Cody Rhodes defending the NWA Championship against Willie Mack. It's going to be so good. I, listen, if you don't know Willie Mack, go to yeah. YouTube, find his stuff. That guy is amazing to watch. That guy is one of my top dudes who's not in NXT WWE. He's one of my top guys out there that hasn't yet made the transition. He's so fun to watch. We have uh, New Japan results this week, or all through last week as well. Jeff Cobb won the 2018 Battle of Los Angeles tournament after coming really close last year and not coming close at all the year before that. I have an interview with Tanner Saraceno. He lost his MMA fight on Friday, but I have a full interview with him up on the website. Matt Hardy saying that it's his time to go home since he's likely wrestled his last match in a WWE ring. Uh, all these stories up on Fightful.com. Shingo Takagi's uh, contract is up with Dragon Gate in October. That is something to look out for uh, as he will be in demand as well. Also, I have that Making a Finisher series up. Ravens, even Flow DDT, Raven Effect DDT. Please check that out. I have a video up on YouTube.com slash Fightful, but the full story is pinned to our Twitter at Fightful Online. Now, Alex, it's we're not even through the wrestling week. We've got SmackDown tomorrow night. We've got AJ Styles versus Almas, which, as I reported last week, that was the match that kind of made Vince McMahon take note of Andrade Cien Almas. What do you think the ceiling is for Andrade Cien Almas? Um, I, I think he's got a WWE title reign in him, especially with Zelina by his side, because uh, she she can do all, a lot of the talking for him. I think he's he's great in the ring. Um, he can he can work anybody that you put put up in the ring against him. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff there to be done with him. Um, yeah, I, I I absolutely feel like his ceiling is something we haven't seen yet because I did not think that he was going to be such a great NXT champion when he debuted back when he was wearing the ridiculous hat and the suspenders to the ring. Like they he proved himself to me fully in NXT, and I'm a huge fan of his. Shane Helms at the Performance Center. I wanted to make a joke to him on Twitter. Well, it's good to see you after 25 years, you're finally going somewhere and learning how to wrestle. But 
Too many people would have taken that seriously. Yep, it's true. So I didn't do it. Uh, I didn't want to deal with that, but we had the exclusive on that at FightfulWrestling.com as well. Anything in particular as we we kill a little bit of time on this show, Yeah, looking forward to out of SmackDown. Uh, I, I guess they're doing a Shinsuke versus Rusev. Which that would be fun. I'm into. Rusev, babyface, USA champ. That's something we haven't tried yet. Um, I'm, I'm interested in that. Also, um, with the 205 Live moving from Tuesdays on the network to Wednesdays, uh, have you heard anything, or what do you think the chances are of them taping it before SmackDown to get the, the crowd maybe a little bit more into it and seeing how that changes things before when they if they're just going to you know show it the next night on the network? Well, you shouldn't call it 205 Live anymore. That's true. I hope they do keep it on Wednesdays because, you know, we got a Fightful Select show with Warren Hayes where it's a hell of a lot more topical for him to cover two shows like that back-to-back. Also, it gives you a block of programming on Wednesdays. You can make that your WWE Network night and really hammer that home. I've had somebody in my inbox saying an awful lot of stuff about 205 Live. Like, they're being told to maybe run two matches instead of three Mm. and – Pair more videos, so I don't know what that means or how realistic that is. I'm going to follow up on it, but man, they—I mentioned how many times did I mention it on this show, Alex? They tried their best to invest in the show, yeah, and it just the cards didn't fall in their way. It just yeah. didn't—it didn't happen. It's really too bad because the people who watch it will tell you it's—it really is spectacular viewing especially the main event every week is is appointment viewing it's always great and i mean they're they're putting up like cedric alexander is actually has a real live title match not live taped title match on wednesday it's going it's going on tomorrow uh um and we'll see how that changes things whether or not you know knowing the result ahead of time uh makes it different but they, they still got some time to kill um before um showdown under um but uh yeah there's 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 great stuff on 205 live every week i would hate to see it um go to the way to the dodo of course guys we have full live coverage of 205 live and every show go over there to fightful.com fightfulwrestling.com join in on that if you guys want to send us some questions very quickly we will answer those we have a surprising amount of time left in <laughs> No, there was not a lot that happened tonight. There was not a lot that happened, and we we spent we we delved into the Leo Rush thing pretty hardcore. We did, we did. So we will take some questions on YouTube live right now, and I'll use it as a plug this week. The biweekly Q and A show on FightfulSelect.com goes up. Check it out. You all can just ask me question after question if you are subscribers of FightfulSelect.com. And I got one. Somebody says, what's up with the weird camera angle? I like to switch it up. Your mom requested it. Well, what can I say? I'm a professional. Somebody says, our opinion on the Packers and the Vikings tying. <laughs> okay, well, let me tell you. It was less entertaining than the Steelers and the Browns tying because I'm right. a Bengals fan. Sure. And the only thing better then either of the, those teams losing is both of them tying. Because that right. means that nobody won. That's right. However, I felt horrible for the Vikings kicker. Yeah. 
23 years old, fresh out of college. Yep. Man, that's heartbreaking. People said, well, it's his job, man. He gave a this job. I feel bad for lots of people who don't do their job good. Right. Well, it's, it's, listen, especially when it's that ridiculous of a thing. Like, come, come off the sideline. He's been standing there all day. You know, kick this oblong ball through these. Like, it's. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a, like there, are, there are Hall of Famers who've missed a few kickers, kicks in a row, but they're not rookies. So they, yeah. they, don't, they don't get kicked off the team, you know? Somebody says, any idea for the retro review date this month? It's up. It's the June 7th, 2010, uh, Monday Night Raw. I did that with Alex Andreessen. And we just filmed one with John Baez, our champion level subscriber, and Warren Hayes that should go up in the first week of October. So it is up. Uh, we also filmed a uh, Fightful Books It show with Simon Willis for Fightful Select. Somebody says, Mahomes is fire. Yeah, I remember watching his dad pitch in baseball back in the day for like the Twins. How I are your fantasy? They were related. Yeah. Yeah. How are your fantasy teams doing? Uh, I am one and one across the board, three leagues. I do a league with wrestlers and MMA fighters and promoters and like a bunch of comedians and shit. Uh, comedians, Josh Sneed. But, uh, and then I do one fightful fantasy football and then I do Twitter crew. I'm one and one in all of them. Does Joe win the title in Australia? Do you think he does, Alex? I don't think anything happens in Australia. I think yeah. the cl- I think the, the what we might get is Buddy Murphy winning it because he's in Australia, and that might be their big feel good thing. And then he could he could lose it again the next week. The same guy says, "I thought this month was ECW 06. It got pushed back because of the the re- retro review request by Alex or not yeah by Alex Anderson rather." Favorite Dolph match? Ooh, um. I loved the singles match, the 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 TLC match. I loved that. Uh, there was a ladder match, I think, between him and Miz during that feud that I loved. I thought it was so good. That one was really, really, really good too. I seem to remember a really great one between him and Daniel Bryan at like over the limit or some mm-hmm. some goofy ass pay per view like that. But uh, I really liked that, and then. Of course, he's always been good in ladder matches too. Like he had several Money in the Bank matches that I thought were really, really good. But around that 2012, 2013 period, he had some really, really good matches. But the one that sticks out most that had me amped was the John Cena ladder match, just from a pure excitement perspective, outside of you know the the cash in and all that. Yeah, I think. The one, the, the one the Miz I'm thinking of was Backlash two years ago. That was that was the one I'm thinking of. Bragging Rights 2010. Yeah, that must have been it. Yeah, that was definitely it. I really like that. <laughs> Is Hell in a Cell useless now that there's no DQ? Yeah, that was pointless. I, I hated that. Well, they they may have effectively killed it. It was so just so damn dumb to have it end like that because well, you made it sound like it was the be all end all, and it wasn't the be all end all. Listen, there's somebody somebody tweeted this thing out, and I retweeted it today. There's a picture of Kane ripping the doors off the hinges and somebody goes, whoops, somebody interfered. Better call the match. Yeah. Will we ever see the Reds in the World Series again? Yeah, I doubt it. Will the Bengals win their the division title? Yeah, they're going 16-0. and 0. Who won the disc battle, Eminem or MGK? I got to be honest, I haven't paid any attention to it. I don't pay attention to that stuff. I, I, I should, I should. But, man, I listened to Pusha T and Drake this year and – Pusha one. Pusha revealed that the man had a child. 
Have you heard I'm, the thing that like 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 Drake had a whole response that was planned and ready to go, but got talked out of releasing it because yeah. it might have caused suicides? Like, listen, when your diss track is that fire, you you just got to put it aside, man. It's yeah. not worth it. Why no women's hell in a cell? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, Red- th- listen, you can only have an historic first once. After that, what's the point, right? It's a good point. Uh, are shark cages done now that Toys R Us is out of business? They will always have a place to sell toys, guys. Uh, somebody says, what should I watch to get acquainted with Leo Rush? If you have Honor Club, he had a match with Marty Skrull at 15th anniversary last year that was good. And there's a ton of, there are so many Leo Rush matches online. Yeah. So many. YouTube is chock-a-block full of that stuff. Guys, thank you all so much. Visit Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. We have a post-Smackdown show this week. Fightful MMA podcast every Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. MMA Insiders, James Lynch and Showdown Joe. James Lynch does have the week off. However, listen, your boy, this Wednesday, 3 p.m. Tune in. It's a hoot. Follow Alex at Palowski the fourth. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Until next time, we're out. <laughs>